Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell <no>. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all Republicans. Well, not in, not in Houston, though, because, you know, Houston was a blue. All the cities, the cities, like the metropolitan areas mm-hmm. of Texas, it, Clinton won. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Where? All were blue. Like Houston, Dallas, any of the cities. I didn't know that. It's the outskirts, like, you know, the backwoods, country. Those good girls that uh, like to hide <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, come out. You know, country folks yeah. that um that are red republicans and that kind of <laughs> stuff you know they yeah don't, they don't read <laughs> they're not well read anyway <laughs> so so the hot topic this week has been mr nelly so they, let me talk about that so grammy award-winning rapper cornell how the fuck you say his name hayes <laughs> <laughs> Cornell Haynes Jr., better known as Nelly, was taken into custody Saturday in Washington State after a white woman <laughs> told police he raped her. Police arrested Nelly in the early mornings and took him to jail in Des Moines, Washington. He was booked for the investigation of rape in the second degree and released a few hours later without charges being filed. According to his lawyer, Scott Rosenblum. Nellie says, I am beyond shocked that I have been targeted with these false allegations. This is what he says on his Twitter. I am confident that once the facts are looked at, it will be very clear that I am the victim of false allegations. So, could that be true? Absolutely. Could it not be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So, that... That's just what it is. <laughs> so, you know, we don't know enough details about this case to make any judgment of his character. Um, we don't know anything about the woman. We don't know anything. You know, we know Nelly as an artist. We don't know him as a person. Mm-mm. You know, um, just like that goes back to the Bill Cosby. Um, we know him and his work. and We admire him for his work. But clearly, evidence is showing that he's a fuck boy. that likes to drug women and take their cat boxes see well i i didn't that was proven i didn't i didn't go into that well it it was in the dissertation it was in the the files that were opened up that Mm -hmm. he said that um 
this is what he did. He does the little drug things, put in people drink and blah 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 and blah. You know, so, but he was proven. He said it. Oh, he said it. <laughs> oh, wear it out. Right. I didn't He's, know that. Yeah. So in he's not to the public. What was said? What 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 happened was the the papers from the courts was released. Oh, so he said it in confidential uh, right. confidentiality. Right. But but really, it was it was just kind of like um, what's it called? I don't know the legal terms from the where where it's just covered up legally covered up like people like the settlement not a sponge not that it's something else anyway i'm not a lawyer so i don't know the exact terms but basically they released some things that were unreleased previously and in his conversation when he was talking to the judges and the lawyers and the people he said i put shit in people's drinks and this is what i've been doing for a while and this is what it is so anyway confirming what the girls were saying (laughs) pretty much but you know all his cases were kind of old so they just they've been hidden and um you know swept under the rug for so long it just so happened that because we on the internet and you know this time you know, they just blew the up. The social media, you know, baby. You can be a hidden up. wonder in one night over a million views exactly. and, they, and be on the Because of social news. media. So mm-hmm. it can be have a positive effect like that or it can have a negative effect. But anyway, what I wanted to bring up, just kind of hit on a little bit, is just people's responses to celebrity um, when they are up against rape allegations. This is not, and not necessarily just celebrity, but anybody who they think is... Um, on a pedestal on a pedestal usually and that could be on your local level pedestal Mm -hmm. like you know a local football star who raping women and Uh, then they like oh he didn't do that or r kelly and you know when all the evidence says that you are a pedophile (laughs) no shade that was my good girlfriend but michael jackson Mm -hmm. wasn't proven you know, guilty. Well, they admitted that they were lying later on in mm-hmm. the case. So, so like it just those incidents like that. Too. It could be like that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It it could be. It could be not. In a lot of cases, we don't know a lot about in order to make. But what we do know is the facts of the matter. Right. You see what I'm saying? The facts of and statistics when it comes to rape, and false allegations are really rare. Now. What I am concerned about is people em- people's immediate response. Mm-hmm. I hate hearing the same arguments, the same rebuttals, the same things over and over and over when it comes to rape that are just not true. Um, being a groupie does not give men the right to use you. No. Mm-hmm. It does not give men the right to your body, access to your body, um, wearing certain clothes does not give people the right to disrespect you, At does all. not give people the right to touch you, mm-hmm. does not give people the right to have access to your body. It's just, it's, that's just the facts of the matter. That is, yeah. you don't, if, if I don't give you consent to touch me, if I don't give you consent to stick your penis in me, then it is no. And even if I come to your house, if I change my mind in the middle and I say no, it is no. <laughs> and I hear people saying things um, like, oh, um, Nellie doesn't have to rape people. Mm-hmm. Because why do you think that is? We got money. And what else? And fame. 
and he looks good. Right. Oh, he looks good. But rape isn't about access to pussy. There's mm-hmm. people who have tons of access to pussy and still rape people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's tons. And, it, and I keep saying pussy, but women are not the only people who get raped. Men get raped as well. Yeah. Um, we got Kai Peterson, a trans man, a black trans man who was being sexually assaulted and defended himself mm-hmm. and killed the man. And he's in prison right now. Oh, wow. Being treated horribly. And you haven't, and you probably haven't, I believe you, you haven't heard about Kai Peterson. Because especially a sexual assault against trans men, Mm. come on. Like, we silence them on any other, in multiple, in open spaces, let alone when it comes to, you Mm. know, the subject of sexual assault. Right. You know, and 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 a lot of times they don't because they're men, they don't want to even talk about it themselves. You see what I'm saying? True. You see what I'm saying? There's so many things, but anyway, um, you don't. It's n- rape is not about having access to pussy or having the money to be able to pay for it mm-hmm. or having um fame and access to all these women just willing to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Rape is about power. Mm-hmm. Rape is about the ability to take it. It's mm-hmm. the turn on the they're turned on by taking it, taking yeah. away your power. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not about having access. It's not about having access or not having access. Mm-hmm. It's about I want to feel powerful and I want to take this from you. Something I that wanna, you're not willing to give to me. Right. Or that's just what I what turns me on, and that's wrong. So I wanted to talk about what do you guys think about that? It's just creepy, first of all. But shoot, like you said, it could go either way. It's just it, it could be true or it can't. But given the past history, it could you know the likelihood of it being true is fairly high. Right. It's not impossible. It's not mm-hmm. like we haven't heard about celebrities raping people before. Right. That's not impossible. Not saying that he did it, mm-hmm. you know, because I can see, I know there's some gold diggers out here that are trapping a nigga who right. got money. You right. know, is that impossible? No, that's impossible. But if you are em- without the facts, just like I said, we don't know the facts. So I'm not really talking about whether Nelly did it or not. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. I don't know the evidence. I haven't even, you know, I don't know the evidence behind everything. Nobody has released anything. Mm-hmm. So, but if your mindset is immediately going to, no, this didn't happen. He didn't do that. He don't have to rape people. Then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yo, you, you have invested feelings. T- you have invested your emotional and your illogic in your logical mind right. to this Ill- illogical thought that everybody who claims rape is lying or setting somebody up then you holding up the oppression of women you holding up the oppression of people who are victims of rape and it's not necessarily gotten away with it right because you because you have you are perpetuating this narrative that is really statistically wrong like the statistics of false allegations is really low compared to the people who it actually happened to like yo like mm -mm, stop it the the R. Kelly thing is what baffles me the most. It's like all like it's clearly in your face and still people be like, He's just a 
God. Oh, he's just so great. I can't <laughs> stop listening to his music. Oh, he's just a genius in his music. Yes. <laughs> many people are great are great artists. That doesn't they have the mean good talent. that doesn't mean that they freaking are great people. Uh, uh, Adolf Hitler was great at painting. He was like great, like literally. He was great at painting. So if he's great at painting, does that mean he's not a sinister, disgusting person because of the Holocaust? <laughs> no, it's like no, stop it. Exactly. You, it, I don't care, and I and and you're not Jesus enough. You're not genius. I'm sorry. You're not genius enough for me to let my guard down in regards to my morals, to let my guard down in regards to what I stand for in regards to uplifting the least mm-hmm. of us. Right. Your art is not that fucking important for me Hell to yeah. not be able to throw it away if you're doing fuckboy shit. It's mostly yeah. about sex anyway. Um, cl- clearly. <laughs> 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 now, I ain't going to say that back in the 90s, I ain't bumped and grind, <laughs> but that was cool. But it is 2017, and I had my fun back then when I wasn't aware of your foolishness. <laughs> but now that I am... It colors the music in a different way. Now, when I think of bump and grind, and I think of you bumping and grinding little girls, yeah. <laughs> because I know that's your team. That's so. your team. <laughs> so, I I feel I feel the same way that you do. I feel like, um, like you, you why make this allegation that they're that they're that they're doing that they did that they didn't do it excuse me that they didn't do it because of who they are it's just like bruh like you don't know what happened you don't know you wasn't there you don't know what happened on that tour bus you don't know if he was tipsy and he he was feeling it and she wasn't feeling it or she would they was feeling at the same time and then she was like Mm -hmm. okay girl this ain't my tea and he was like bitch you know it, it goes like that sometimes behind closed doors some men can be very forceful and some guys think no actually means yes like oh me telling you no is me actually wanting you to go harder because some women do play that role like like oh no stop and then when the guy stops they're like oh i thought you want me to stop oh no i actually want you to go harder or just not harder now i'm not talking about sexually but i'm talking about in general but that shouldn't that kind of conversation shouldn't be with a stranger we have to have adult conversations about when we about sex and what we expect so that conversation when when i say no 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 and i'm playing the role of no 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 then i need to have that conversation with somebody up front that sometimes when i say no it means yes it means yes we know each other where we can play that role we're sexually familiar with each other and we've had an adult conversation to where hey Blah, 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 blah. This is what's going down. This is our fantasy. This is how we're playing. I've given you the consent in regards to this. This is the role playing that we are doing. You're not going to have that no mean. You shouldn't have that no means yes mentality with a stranger. But some with people a, do. But you, no, you shouldn't. You because shouldn't, but some men do have that. that right. Mentality. And yeah. they're rapists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. If you have a, a no, no means yes, yes mentality, you are a rapist, sir. <laughs> That's it, because no means no, regardless. Um, Then we have to have real conversations about these celebrities putting themselves in certain positions. Like, we are, you, you guys are creating this capitalism and patriarchy creates the groupie culture. Like, 
capitalism, the warning of money and the greed and looking at this fame and saying, oh, my God, I want a piece of that, that these type of women chase, mm-hmm. you know, still they still have a right to to give consent. They still have right to access to have their own bodies, agency over their own bodies, regardless of money or whatever. But this leads the money, the capitalism leads them to you. Right. So you need to be smarter in situate as a celebrity male. You need to be smarter in what situations you're put in. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know that you could be getting got if this is a false out. out if this false, if, it's, if this is fake and this is somebody just trying to get them, then you stupid. You've been a celebrity long enough to know that this is a type of stuff that can happen. Why are you putting yourself in positions like this? Mm-hmm. Like, stop being silly. Anyway, exactly. I, I don't want to talk about that too much because it kind of pisses me off. So I want to go <laughs> to um, to Z. All right. So what is y'all's history on religion? I know that's a big factor in the LGBT community a lot. No, I don't want to say a big factor, but it's a lot people have to meditate on or really think about. So what do you feel like y'all's history on religion? I mean, what is y'all's history on religion? Well, I start my 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 history in religion it has different different areas where I converted to different types of it was the same I still believed in God, but it was different types of um beliefs like Christian like uh Christianity. It was like a church that I went to that you couldn't play instruments at. The only thing that they played was maybe a piano, and that's about it. And so I went from that to a Baptist church where you could play whatever you wanted to play. You could run around. You could do cartwheels. You was at a sanctified church. (laughs) Sanctified. Yes. And I like that type of freedom. And I kind of – I, I, I kind of fell in love with that. I, I was always in the church. My mom made sure that I stayed in the church. I guess she, at a, a age, had made a commitment to God and was like, you know, I want my children to be in the church and, you know, wh- whatever commitment she made to God. So that's how I was always raised. I was always raised in the church. And the Baptist church, um, what I've, I, I realized that once I started to transition, like um, – I wasn't so much of a tomboy because I was a tomboy back then. Like, you wouldn't really know because back then you could wear, like, baggy clothes and stuff and still push through because it was, like, the 2000s. And once I really just started to feel it, I people started to judge me. Like, I could tell they would judge me. Like, um, I would go to the front to go get prayer, you know. And that's how – because I was always uh, in touch with God. I always had a, a deep relationship with God before I had turned to – before I had stopped going to church so much once I started my transition – and um, this lady was like, um, you know, come to the pulpit or, you know, if you want prayer. So I went, I always would go like every now and then when I was feeling it or if I was having like a, a rough week, I would go so I could feel um, just cleansed. And um, so I went up there and she was just like, so she prayed for everybody and I waited for my turn. When she came to me um, in my church, what they did was it would be. Um, someone to the left of you, someone to the right of you, and someone to the back of you. Come and on then, now. 
<laughs> I don't know what that was about. Did somebody, uh, the lady that would, or the man, the person that would be preaching for you, will be in, um, uh, praying for you, will be in the front of you. And so I guess they would be there just in case you passed out, but child, um, I never had that happen. So she was like, I can tell there's a, a, a demon spirit in you, and we're going to pray this out of you, Lord. We're going to pray pray this out of this young man, and I can see the feminine, this, this type of spirit is really some 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 gooba guy, but she was saying, <laughs> I was like, oh, girl. I, I was feeling p- at peace with God, and when she started doing all, I was like, I was like, this is so late. All I wanted to do was just leave. At that time, I was just like, okay, girl. I'm, I'm, but I, I let her pray for me. I just want you to ask just one. I just came to get a prayer for some blessings and some peace right. of mind. And <laughs> you came and that. gave me a demon. You Baby. came and gave me I just the letters, all of that. <laughs> we was doing a whole. Yeah. How old and, were you? Um, I had to be like uh, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, I came for some prayer. You gave me a demon. Baby. I'm done with it. And it just was like times <laughs> where. They would, um, like, I would go to church, and, like, you could tell that they were talking about you, but using the word to do right, so. Right. Like, you would be like, okay, girl, y'all uh, are really trying it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it would be certain shade. ways that they would throw shade, but mm-hmm. use the word and kind of mix it in. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. I don't want to go to a place and where I feel like I should be able to praise God and I should be able to leave in, in one piece and feel refreshed. I don't want to go to a place where people are looking at me crazy or judging me all day long. And I said, oh, girl. And I, I stopped I stopped going to church for a minute and I had to... Um, well, my history. Yeah. Um, My grandpa was a pastor. Mm, I was, I, you know, I was basically raised by them. And we went to church faithfully, and it was kind of one of those churches where it's kind of like, you know, no disrespect, but it's kind of like, they were very judgmental in a way. It was like, even though you you can come as you are or whatever, no, you had to wear the little you hat. You say that, but in practice, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can come as you are, but your practicing of me coming is not great because <laughs> you going to put me out. Right. <laughs> so you got to wear the, you know, you got to conform. You got to conform to the gender norms. You got to do all that. So, um... It was just very judgmental, you know, as I grow up, as I grew up, they was like, oh, this tomboy thing kind of, you know, getting old. That's how they saw it, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it's kind of getting old. And um, What are you going to become a respectable young lady so the men can marry you? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it was very, it was like very country too. It was like, I can't, I forget what kind of church it was, but, um. Did they have instruments? I think it's Pentecostal. Is that when they speak in tongues and stuff? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, it was one of them. Ain't that like Baptist Pentecostal? Like, they could be intertwined, right? Yeah, they can. Yeah. Okay, It could yeah. be apostolic. It could be kojic. It could be many things. Pentecostal, yeah. probably, if you were Southern. So, it was like, I was like, you know, a firm believer in, you know, Jesus and stuff. and. Um, you was? 
Well, we're going to take it to Atlanta. Okay, wait up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I was at the time very firm believer, you know. I, I was a good kid, you know. I had the Bible, you know, in my bed, you know, all that. I was here for it until they started to throw the shade like you was talking about, you know what I'm saying. They even did that with my sister. They, like, because she had a baby at a young age. So they'd be like, these young girls, you know, try to throw the word in it. You know what I'm saying? It just Them Bible shade. daggers. Right. <laughs> so um, it was like the only time it became kind of jumpy for me is when I was starting to come of age. Like, I started to hit puberty and the tomboy phase wasn't going away and they just wasn't feeling it. So I let other people kind of fuck up my views on how I saw religion in general. So I would do what I could to find ways to invalidate religion as much as I can. Like, I would try to be like, yeah, I'm hungry for knowledge, you know. But it was always something spiritual that was pulling me, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, a, I've always been a very spiritual person, so even really young. So, you know what I'm saying? I would just find ways to invalidate it. So, basically, I've always been a very spiritual person. But other people messed up religion for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, my particular history, I mean, so I come from, my, fam- my, roots, my family roots are in Mississippi. Um, and it's really religious in this area like that. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Um, I grew up in a Kojic Church, um, Church and God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And those are people, I guess that's the Pentecostal for sanctified for the yeah, South. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what mine was. Right, Pentecostal yeah. sanctified. That's what it's called in the South. But up North, is, it's that too, some of them, but we know a lot of them is Kojic. Church and God in Christ is where you clapping and hey, tambourine. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And bumping and praise dancing and hollering <laughs> and glory. And you know, all of that. Um, so I, I remember when I was little and I used to come to church and I used to be so excited to see the ladies praise dance in their shoes because <laughs> I love their heels and they would just be killing themselves. Oh, just turn. And (laughs) when I hear that music and hear that beat, I would just run to the front (laughs) and just wait to see them bump. And I used to be so disappointed when they wouldn't go in. (laughs) Like they wouldn't let them. They wouldn't let them go in. I'd be like, don't start the music. <laughs> Let them go. Let them bump. Let them wear it out. Yes. Baby, so, until they start falling out. And I, that was my thing. And the ushers with the white gloves and the white nylon. And the, the little doc, doctor shows. Yes. <laughs> Baby. And the little nurse outfit. They looking like nurses. So it used to be, it just used to be an exciting thing. So that was when I was probably like, nine mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that um like i think my mom see my mom wasn't religious at all but my mom's best friend was and she would take me to church <laughs> with her <laughs> so how it went was my mom and my mom and her best friend they were kind of running the street both of them had kids da, 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 in, in their teens um but my aunt and she's not my real aunt she's my mom's best friend mm-hmm. my aunt got saved on my mom basically my aunt was like i'm getting saved i'm turning my life around she went from being a super hoe to <laughs> saved so huh. they kind of kind of didn't fall out like in negative ways but 
Their life went a different way. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so they didn't have the same exactly, anymore. she wasn't going out to the clubs like my mom. She wasn't. She just wasn't living like my mom. And so she started going to church and getting saved. And so my mom started letting me go to church with her. And so that's how I started. So it was around like mm, seven. So, one day, I remember um, they were preaching about boys liking boys. <laughs> and they were thumping, baby, fire and brimstone. and Build attention. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Now, at this point, I didn't have a full, uh, uh, just this breath of... Cultural competency about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have, I d- hadn't had sex. I didn't know exactly what it was. I kind of did, but I knew that liking boys in that kind of boyfriend girlfriend way, that was they're basically saying that that's wrong. And I liked boys in that boyfriend girlfriend way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, oh, well, I don't want to go to hell. And so I would go home and I would pray. Oh, I don't want to like boys no more. Baby, let me hang out with my friends. (laughs) My little boyfriends. Oh, let's play house. I'm the girl. (laughs) So it would it would be it would totally change. And I I just didn't I would pray and then I would cry about it. And it just, oh, I don't want to go to hell. I don't this was my introduction to God, introduction mm-hmm. to Christ. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're. It's Feeling not. Guilty. Uh, this is this is not unconditional love. You e- either gonna do what I say, th- or you or you going to hell. Like this is not unconditional. The way y'all keep saying unconditional, but this right. is not unconditional. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I. So it, my young mind was like, mm, I, I can't. I don't want to go to hell. So I talked to my aunt about it. You know, the saved one that's newly saved. (laughs) So I tell her. And so she um, tells, she was like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to the pastor and see if I can get you some little counseling session. So I go into the counseling session and when she set it up, it was like, I don't remember. I think it was like a Thursday or like a Tuesday. And um, the ch- she didn't have a car, so the church bus would come pick us up every anywhere we needed to go, like Bible study on Tuesday, um, anywhere we needed to go that had to deal with church, the church bus would come get us, which was technically a van. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I remember that. So they would um, they came and got us, and my aunt was kind of the church was empty, and so um, my my aunt and some ladies were way on the opposite side of the church and um she brought me into his office and sat me down and he told her to leave so I can talk to her about the stuff so um so I sat down and she left and he was behind his deck he was like hey son how are you he was super super nice and talking and um he was like so tell me what's been going on with you so he sat down I sat down out on the opposite side of his seat and he's like um so tell me what's going on so I give him all the rundown of all the stuff that I was doing with the little boys. Like, we would be... Oh, you spilled all, all the All the tea. Yeah. <laughs> so I spilled all oh, the tea. Like, us playing swords in the bathroom when we oh, be together. Wear us, it out. Us comp- uh, comparing each other's piece. Now, mind you, these are my peers. So the, we're like six, seven. This I think this was around nine. So this is like nine. And so... 
you know, this is when boys are kind of, ex- well, I, my experience, this is when they're experimenting and they're doing stuff. So they're humping on me in closets and Wearing they're, you know, they're touching my booty and we doing oral stuff and we just experimenting with each other. Like when we're playing and it's not our parents' fault. Like our parents is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They don't know that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're doing... We're doing normal stuff, going outside and playing. We'll go from riding our bikes to being in a park in the little in the little slide. You know, the slides that, like, cover mm-hmm. that, that you slide Oh, down. you're talking about that little hole, that yes. little tunnel that you go through to get to the other side? And you could be in the tunnel wearing it doing out. stuff. <laughs> and you got and the little holes. Know, you know, yeah. They wouldn't know because we're kind of just doing it. And we kind of conscious that this kind of is not supposed to be being done. Or we'll get, and at that point, I had got a whooping for this stuff before by my mama. So I'm telling him all of this stuff, this stuff that I that was doing. That you should be comfortable doing. Yes. And so something said, stand up. I stood up, and he was jacking off behind his desk. Are oh. you kidding me? And. I get up. Once I get up, I once I see it, I run out the door. And he tried to pull his pants up real quick and grab me. But I'm already out the door. And so I run to the other side of the church. And once I get inside where my aunt is, wow. she sees me. And I start crying. And she was like, what's wrong? And she takes me. She she, I tell her, basically, I, I, I'm crying, and she was like, come on, come on, come on. And she takes me outside, and I tell her what happened in front of the church, like outside of the church. I tell her what happened. And Are people she, outside? No, 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 nobody's outside. The church is, not, there is nobody in the church because this is, this is not like yeah. a busy day at the church. It's like a Tuesday. Oh, okay. It's not, nobody's yeah. here except for a couple of people, him. It, just a couple Regular of people. Regular people that just be at church. Once she sees what's going on, I, t- I out, she takes me outside in front of the church, and I tell her what's going on. She takes me into the church van. It's not on or nothing. She just takes me in there, and I tell her what happened, and she looked me in my eye, wiped the tears off my face, and she says, it's okay, baby. I believe you. J- we just not going to say nothing. <sighs> It's okay. We just not gonna say nothing. And um say if that was me, the pastor would have got beat up. And she wiped my tears. And this is a really popular pastor at this time in Indianapolis. And I think yeah. looking back on it, I think my aunt knew that this would be something yeah. she wasn't ready to handle, that people wouldn't believe, that people um I don't know. I don't I don't know her mindset about it. Yeah. All I know is I never went back to that church again. Mm-hmm. And my aunt didn't make me. She would cuz usually she'd be like, "You go get your ass up and go to church. <laughs> Put them clothes on. Yes, you go on to church." But after that happened, I believe she believed me, but I think her adult mind said, "Ain't nobody gonna believe this." And this is op- going to open up a can of worms at I'm not may not be ready to handle and I'm newly saved and I don't I can't rationalize. I don't know. Like yeah. I can, I don't know and I and I wasn't able to talk to her about it as an adult because she ended up getting in a car accident that kind of shifted her brain. Mm. 
And so it, her motor skills were off. And so she couldn't really, like her brain worked, but her motor skills were off. So she couldn't really talk. So I couldn't really have an adult conversation with her about it as an adult at all because she was at this point disabled. Mm. And then she passed away. Um, so that's what happened to me when I was younger. So at that point, it changed my mindset uh, about religious leaders. Mm-hmm. It it, it it just changed a yeah, lot of stuff with the, what I it just warped like shit. me sitting here crying and being guilty about homosexuality and then and this whole pastor jacking off and you being creepy and oh like God. it just was totally off so then after that my mother got on drugs and you know I think black women are gods so my mother was a god to me like she was this is my creator you see what i'm saying so when she faltered in that and got addicted to drugs and my life just kind of flipped upside down my anger for god was just on high like it was on some fuck you (laughs) i don't believe in god you ain't shit (laughs) fuck all who believe that y'all whack and blah 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 you're late. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> you tired. You lie. Y'all motherfuckers are liars. And you believe in this fucking sky daddy and <laughs> all this kind of shit. So I went into this anger mode. But what I didn't realize that at the time that I was angry about it, I didn't realize that, you know, there was so many blessings that happened to me in the process of this. I didn't grow up in the hood like other people did because I ended up going, becoming a ward of the state. And even though I was in a group home, I was in a really blessed, healthy, positive place. Like it was leaders that were really cared about us, not molesting us or doing anything crazy in regards to that. They just was taking care of us and leading us in the right direction and being in our, our support system that I don't think I would have had and taking us to places that middle-class family take their children you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we were word of state. They were giving money to take us to places. So I would go to places that, you know, most hood kids didn't get to go to. Mm-hmm. So then just coming out, just blessed in regards to um, going to college and um, all kinds of stuff that, that were just, I at the time I wasn't thinking of them as blessings, but they all led me to be able to take care of my brother, to be able to take care of myself, to give me, you know, like a drug-free mentality. Um, that's why I don't, I'm so, det- like, I'm so against doing drugs. And you, so many things led me to be who I am today that were blessings. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come to grips with God, not necessarily, but it wasn't that particular God. It wasn't right. Christianity. So, okay. you know, but because... Th- Christianity has so many flaws. The history, learning about that, be- through my anger, I learned about the history, learned about negative when it comes to slavery, when it comes to all the things that ca- that Christianity was the root of that was mm-hmm. negative. And, you know, I couldn't fuck with Christianity no more. And that's kind of like my history when it comes to, you know, when yeah. it comes to religion. Okay. So, um, do you think 
interesting. So it basically, it didn't really have much to do with transition. Like, did did your outlook on religion change pre-transition, uh, post-transition, or living as your truth after living your truth? Mm. Like, did it change even more? Do you feel like so for me after, so I transitioned within my anger about Christ. Okay, mm, so okay. in that mode of fuck God. I transitioned in that thing because this is what gave me happiness. My transition created a space for me to be happy in my life. I stopped being bullied. Once I became myself, the bullying stopped. Like it, well, people tried and called your names and still tried to, but the happiness that I was feeling by living your what truth, I, my truth, yeah, it, over, so it overshadowed over all I'm unbothered by okay, girl. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm still getting my life. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still happy. I'm still presenting how I want to pe- feel, how I look, how everything started to grow. I grow into the woman that you see today. And mm-hmm. so I loved it. And I loved who I was becoming. I loved myself. I, it just made me feel totally different. This was me, my spiritual awakening in regards to you are the temple. You are the you are the vessel of the goodness that is whatever they talking about. It may not be you may not believe it in that context, but I felt like I am the goodness. Like if I can bring this goodness to myself and do right by people that, that whatever it is that's in me, that's my purpose to give. So what ended up happening I end up meeting one of my aunts. And this is, a, I don't even want to go into the story about this part of it because it's too long. But my, I have an uncle who um, got murdered and he had some children by this woman who was Muslim. And that's the first time that I had met somebody outside of the Christian faith. Mm. She was a Muslim. So like she had her hijab on and, you know, covered and all the stuff. So I had never met anybody like that. So my my uncle got, got killed when he was like 20 and she had three children by him. Wait, is it three? Shakria, Akil, Jaleel. Yeah, three. <laughs> and she had three children by him. So I didn't talk to her anymore. That was like in 88. Um, when we come, I didn't talk to her again until like 2002. When I got custody of my brother and my grandmother kicked us out <laughs> because she was on drugs and I was getting custody of him. So she couldn't get welfare for him no more. And so she was mad, and so she uh, she kicked us out in the middle of winter. That's and so I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So the Christian lady, <laughs> remember that. So um, I t- I find I run into my aunt. I run into my cousins, the ones the little babies. They're grown, not grown now, but they're in their early teens. And I run into them, and then they take me to my aunt's house, and I finally see her. I hadn't seen her since '88, and this is 2002. So when I come in her house. She has these statues in front of, like, one in her living room, one in her kitchen. They Like, they're in different parts of the house. But they have, like, money in them. They have, like, money on them. They have, like, this stuff on it that got honey. Like, they, it looked like honey that's poured all over the statues. She got plates of food in front of it. She got, like, cigars and some. Then she got this big old cardigan with a machete and some dirt and... And it's just it's sh- some shit that I had never saw before. And it was like, what is all of this shit? <laughs> Offerings. <laughs> Offerings. And that's what exactly what they were. And so when I asked her about it, 
once the kids went to sleep and I was at this time, I was um, 22, 23, fully transitioned and, you know, living full time, da, 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 da. When she come, she is so open arms and loving when she sees me. Oh, I miss y'all and I've been looking for y'all and blah, 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 blah. And I told her what was going on. She was like, oh, baby, you can stay with me as long as you want. She was like, I got a six bedroom house. Come on. And so she let me stay with her. She was like, whatever you need, just whatever you need to do to get your own place, do what you need to do. Don't give me nothing. And she let me stay with her. And then so she broke it down what she does. She practices Ifa and Orisha worship. And um, and she just broke it all down to me. And she gave me literature to read and let me explore it on my own and didn't kind of just force. She just said, hey, just if you want to learn, here you go. I got these books. Read it. And this is what we do in my house. And this is, you know, you don't have to do this. <laughs> and um, But, you know, if you want to participate, you can participate. When we talk to the og- the Egungoons, the ancestors, it just was such a loving space. Like, she was such a loving person that it made me interesting ab- interested in about this stuff. And so um, it just opened a whole world. And I ended up getting a divination. And I learned, um, got my head fed. And and it was so open and it was about um it is it's basically about the spirit like the spirit doesn't really there's masculine and feminine in in god and so mm-hmm. that duality is in everybody some is a little bit more feminine some is a little bit more masculine each um each um orisha has a masculine and feminine in them even the ones that are depicted as women even the ones that are depicted as men there is a softer side of them and and so it's so it was so open and so the way they brought it to me, it validated who I was. And my Maia was like, hey, you are meant to come to this earth and teach us something about the duality mm-hmm. in you. And to teach us about duality. That's what a lot of indigenous people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so. With her mindset and the affirming me and not judging me and and saying that you have a place, you have a place here, uh-huh. like this is how this is your purpose. That opened up a door for me. It opened up a door for me to explore my spirituality, and so it changed how I thought about my purpose and it changed how I thought about myself. I didn't think about going to hell. I just thought about doing right by the world. And uh-huh. doing right by me myself, because I gotta love and encourage and bless myself before I can love and encourage and bless other people. Right. So I need to do that. And once she she kind of gave me permission to do that, like if you, this is not a rebellion. This is not a rebellion against God. This is God working with you. This uh-huh. is God using you to change the world to something better. And so that's where that's how it changed. So now I'm an Efi practitioner. I am. Um, this is what I do. That's my religion. So. Okay. What about you? Did your uh, um, the way you saw religion did it change pre or pre transition or post transition since before? Well, um, it changed. Uh, once once I started to transition and people were telling me that basically going to revelations and talking about the end of the world and pointing out different scriptures and how um uh, men aren't supposed to 
uh, dressing women's clothing and women not supposed to dress in men's clothing and how this and that and just how unwelcoming and judgmental people were. It just, it made me be like, I don't even want to go to church anymore. And at one point, I, I believe what people are saying. I was like, oh my God, like, okay, so I'm going to go to hell if I am who I am. So... I had, uh, at one point, I had made a vow to God. I was like, okay, <laughs> this sounds dumb, but we, it doesn't sound dumb, but I was like, okay, make me the most beautiful woman, and I will never be with a man. I will always, I will still, I will, I will practice everything accordingly. Just make me beautiful, and I will never be with any man, and I won't, com- I won't commit that sin, that gay sin because I didn't want to be an abomination. And I didn't see anything in the Bible where it said anything about being anybody being transgender. <laughs> so well, that was my wait, logic wait, wait, behind wait, 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 it. Wait, 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 wait. Before, before you in the Bible, there is, I think it's Matthew 19.12 or 19.22. One second. Let me look it up before you go on, before you say that. Yeah. Now, Leviticus 18.22 says that thou shalt not lay with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. Right. So that's that one. They usually says that. Mm-hmm. But remember that is old old testament mm-hmm. pre Jesus. They still push that rule. I know. Baby. And it still says something about men shouldn't wear women's garments. clothing. That's yeah. all those are like rules. Like we shouldn't eat shrimp. But we wear a red lobster out. You shouldn't have sex with someone <laughs> before marriage. Uh, before marriage. But you be wearing it all out. That, all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of little rules. But there is one, Matthew nineteen twelve, I think. Yes, Matthew nineteen twelve. So this is what. Now, this isn't directly like acknowledging transgendered. Because transgender was a word yeah, that was it's new. It wasn't the language back yeah. then. Right. Okay. So that that word didn't exist back then. It wasn't how transness manifests itself was different. First of all, science was different. Um, way different. And <laughs> how you know how effeminate males fit into the culture was totally different. It was way more oppressive to women in this time and era. So. Effeminate males, they use effeminate males, also known as eunuchs, to keep, like, concubines in place. Like, they would take care of the women who, you know, like the hand, like, kind of like a handmaiden in regards to that in some cultures. So they would castrate them Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't have sex and they would be more effeminate, more docile. And they would have them taking care of the women and protecting the women and being a part of the harems, okay? So, listen to this. This is what the Bible says. So, for there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The ones who can accept this should accept it. Now, that's Matthew 19.20. Now, let's break that down. Now, the <laughs> first part, which is kind of like, well, you know how people talk about we weren't born this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what it says, <laughs> Matthew nineteen twelve, For those who are eunuchs who were born that way, 
<laughs> so a eunuch by definition, Webster definition, is a castrated male. Okay? Now, if you are born already castrated, what will we call that today? It would be kind of like you intersex, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, or another definition is it's just an effeminate male. So it's two definitions, one with the castration and one just an effeminate male. Mm-hmm. So if you were born, now this is Jesus talking. This ain't just some words in the Bible. This is Jesus talking to some, somebody. Mm-hmm. I want you to, that that's a really good distinction too. Right, exactly. That Jesus is saying this. For there are eunuchs who were born that way and there are eunuchs who were made by other people. Mm-hmm. So somebody castrated somebody. <laughs> you about to be a eunuch today. <laughs> so taking away the agency of their over their body, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so somebody was created to be a eunuch. And then it says some people chose to be a eunuch mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God. So what is that saying? So in my mind that says somebody decided to like be, be a living a, to be something. a shaman or be, live in a temple or dedicate their life to Christ like kind of like bishops do and de- devote that we're not gonna and take an oath that I'm not gonna have sex and I'm not gonna do anything like that I'm gonna castrate myself and this is what we're gonna do that's you know all of that uh-huh. but I, I really want to point out the born this way because there this is saying that there were some people who are born this way uh-huh. <laughs> that's what it is so now I know the culture is totally different right now. The culture is totally different. Hell yes. Right. (laughs) So how, but what this is telling you, and then remember the last sentence Jesus said, the ones who can accept this should accept this. Should. It doesn't say, but maybe. I was just a little teeny. No, it says (laughs) the ones who can accept this should accept it. But it's because. Somebody. There is some Jesus talking about somebody who changed their body. Everybody talk about what's natural, what's unnatural. You're mutilating your body and blah, 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 blah. There's somebody who changed their body for the sake of Christ. Now, mind you, that's clocked that. It ain't just saying I become transgendered <laughs> mm-hmm. just because I want to be beat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's saying for the sake of Christ. So. It's saying somebody is changing these things. So the narrative that we talk about now is how people is like, oh, um, you're changing your body. If you got to change your body, then it's not natural and it's not of God. But then it's saying right here that some people do change their bodies and some people are born this way in this queer space. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the Bible does talk about it in regard to that. Th- but see, at the I time, see. I didn't know. I know. And wait, wait, wait. And then we got the the eunuch from Ethiopia. That there's a story about a eunuch from Ethiopia in the Bible. That, that in the Bible. And see, they don't talk about all this stuff. They too busy talking about Leviticus eighteen twenty two. They're too busy <laughs> making the Bible fit their perception. Right, and and we all could do that. It is a man made Bible. We can agree on that, right? Yes. So we can all make it fit our perception but i'm 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 more objective so i'm like okay it does say leviticus eighteen twenty two. no man shall lay with another man and the way he does with a woman i get it uh, that's it does say that so i can easily mm-hmm. you know i can see how somebody could say that this this whatever is wrong 
But I can also see how Je- what Jesus is saying right here, you know, that some people are born queer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people create or make themselves queer. or And just, if they can accept it, they can accept it. I just don't understand where people, how, like, where was it that people made certain sins greater than other ones like where is it i didn't see anywhere in the i don't see nowhere in the bible where they say okay these are the sins that you definitely definitely gonna get wore out for and the other ones oh girl you know just don't worry about them you know you could just pray about them but the other ones oh you definitely going to hell for those it's yeah. the wording abomination. The wording, the abomination. The then there's another area of the bible that talks about the lesser of two evils and so, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between you killing somebody, you telling a little white lie, or you um, stealing this apple. Yeah. It's two different things, but they both are sins. Like, you, they're at both the sins. The at the end of the day, they're both sins. But they're two different degrees of evil in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So, it does talk about that. So, Wow. Well, yeah, That uh, at the time, I didn't hear anything about transgenders in the Bible. So, I was like, okay, well... You know, make me really, really beautiful, and I won't mess with no man, and I'll just, you know, worship you, and I'll go by the word. And I just, I felt like I couldn't go to church because people would judge me. I couldn't be myself, and I was just like, I don't want to be in a place like that. So I kind of drew back from God, and my relationship wasn't as close as it was, and I, and I kind of missed it. And I was like, damn, like, how can I just let somebody else mess up the relationship that I had with God that no one knew about? Like, don't nobody know about your relationship with God, like that closeness, like that intimate talks that you have about talks that you have with God that no one hears. Like, and I feel like that's how you come close to God and how you're able to just have that spiritual connection and once i realized that what people were saying wasn't my truth that's the way that they're perceived and how they want to worship god and that it didn't have anything to to do with me and my relationship with god i was like you know what i'm going to church because i want to get what i want from the word and i'm going to praise and i'm going to worship god and I don't care what, what everybody else is doing. They could be thinking about whatever they're thinking. They could be doing whatever they're doing. But as long as I'm going to church and I'm not bothering nobody, I'm worshiping God, that me and what God got going on and what he says to me on Judgment Day is what we got going on. Amen. It doesn't have nothing to do with everybody else. So once I I made that connection with myself, I said, oh, girl, go to church. Glory. Come on now. Yes. Or mine, um, actually, post-transition after living in my truth, I actually got more spiritual. And the reason was because I was more mentally clear and more accepting of myself and my own flaws. So, And then I didn't really give a damn what anybody else had to say. Um, but um, Let me emphasize that but before you go on. When we decide to live in our truth, <laughs> that's us deciding we don't give, give a, a fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We we accepting that this is a territory where motherfuckers is going to talk shit about us. We accepting that some motherfuckers going to try to not let us use the bathroom. We accepting that somebody some is, is going to act ignorant in, motherf- in public in front of everybody And we else might have to, to imp- pop off. And we might have to get you girls together <laughs> and prove to you that we not those punk ass bitches that you be fucking with on a daily basis and 
Exactly. Right. There you go. Go in. Baby. Exactly. I had flashback, bitch. <laughs> exactly. We, we decided that we're going to live for ourselves and not give a total fuck about the world and what it has to do. Not not give a fuck about the world, about, about our, your opinion about our choice. Right. No. Like, this is, we are, this is a decision. I think I love the quote that we have on our... Um, on our um march pl- on our face play this transition was a radical act of love self love yes exactly. that's what it is Complete. because Complete. i much rather live for myself and, and love all myself of that, la- that backlash exactly except all the negative that's going to come because i'm more happy being me i could be a better me than i can be what you want me to be yes <laughs> so go ahead i'm sorry exactly. <laughs> yeah. but um I don't know. It was just like I just became happier and I just became more spiritual. So it definitely changed for the better. But as far as um, now, it's more like I could see how I, I don't know. I just feel like all religions could be validated. I don't have any current religion or anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's about what like it's like you said, it's about my relationship with God. I don't have any I don't follow any movement anymore at first I did try to I used to gravitate towards Rastafarians you know because it's still they still have those biblical type of beliefs but it's just different they just which I feel like in a way it's still validated but I just realized it wasn't for me because I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting anybody's religion because they don't have, you don't really hear of a trans roster or you don't hear, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I just felt me having that respect for people and their movements, I'm not going to follow it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, that, it sounds weird. You no, know? it doesn't sound weird. I'm just always against the grind. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I'm going to be the first one. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, but I hear you there. Yeah, you. it's just like, I just, I'm all, I've always been a, lo- a lone wolf anyway. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just happier with, you know, with my relationship. It changed for the better, definitely after pre like post transition after seeing that mm. man is imperfect not god like it's a reason i'm you know i i have this spirit in me and this masculine energy and was able to see from both perspectives i don't i'm not trying to say i'm special but special. i feel like that's a spiritual type of situation so me embracing that you know rather than just listening to other people you know trying to point out flaws and me wearing everything on my show like you know this is what it is like me wearing if it's a sin me wearing my sins i feel like that makes me bolder than anybody just me wearing it on my shoulders like fuck it i'm trans because you could you could say oh she's trans but i can't say oh you're a pedophile i can't sit i can't sit there and and you're not wearing that on your face are you not wearing these pedophile lives matter shirts are you mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or whole lives matter like, and i do think they do they do i do too <laughs> but it i like a hoe who's an open hole who's proud to be a hoe i don't right. like a hoe who's judging <laughs> other hoes and um you know you're sanctified uh, but you all you getting your yeah. coin too you singing in the gospel choir at church but all y'all going home after the after praising the lord and fucking each other <laughs> or wearing it out right after we get through from uh, singing at oh what's the name church uh-huh, exactly I've, I've experienced that <laughs> so that's not Bang. that's you know I like the hosts who are open and who are proud of doing what they do 
and know that that's a part of human nature. That's I don't understand is. the unpaid hoes who judge the hoes that's getting paid. <laughs> that's a whole like other subject. Like you the hoes that's getting paid. That's a whole nother subject. So tell me, what what are you guys' future goals when it comes to religion? What is the, what is the, you know, like where are you trying to go when it comes to your spirituality? Where are you trying to go? I know. I I just um because I feel I God has blessed me with so much and like just brought me through a lot that I feel like. I'm getting closer to God, but my because everybody's everybody's relationship with God is different. I come from a praise and worship type of relationship, so I was I was that girl that was always in the choir. I was where there was raining. They they said be in practice. I was at practice. I was so when I praise and worship, it it does something for me because it's just like I don't know. It's it's like letting God know that I appreciate you and what you're doing for me and that I have a tongue. I have, I have movement. I have this, that I can say this, I can give rejoicing to God because there's some people who, who can't, they don't have, they can't speak or I'm doing something to show you that what you're doing for me, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Come on now. Um, <coughs> mine, let's see. My spirit, my future goals would be to just never lose sight of what makes me a spiritual person and what made Jesus a spiritual person, what made Buddha a spiritual person. Basically, just living from the heart, never losing sight of that, um, and just keep on like keep never invalidate other people's what they follow also, even if they're Christians. I feel like Christians, I don't know, I feel like even more nowadays, Christians are more silenced more than anybody, which is why I'm kind of like, eh, because, you know, in the Bible say heathens will, you know, won't like his name. So it's kind of like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Right, really? You think that they're silenced? Really? I don't say that. In a way, in a way, it's kind of like, I think it's more of even though like they're the most popular religion and they're supporting Muslim bands and like they have the political arena in their pocket and you think that they're silent. I mean, true Christian. <laughs> I mean, true Christian. What, those, mean? what is that? What are true those are the ones that actually live like they're Jesus rather than just rather than just saying the words you know mm-hmm. those th- those type of people are mm-hmm. the hypocrites oh, i mean I true christians okay. which are kind of just because the bad ones are getting the, right the bad the ones most, are getting the most press yeah right yes. yeah. so okay i was about to say yeah the true christians <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good christians stand up real, stand up yeah living like real jesus Living like Jesus and and you know <laughs> spreading love, positive love cause, cause like, around Jesus the world. Jesus gave the example. Like I like how do you how did Jesus interact with sinners? He didn't attack them. He gave he Je- Jezebel so much love. Not Jezebel. What's Her name is Mary Beth. <laughs> That's the, can you bleep that out, Thomas? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been a minute since I don't. I can't even cover that one up. No, real question, stand up. Um, <laughs> my my particular goal in regards to who is Jezebel? She's the um the fucking baby that 
she's the spirit of whores and <laughs> the queen of Babylon, and <laughs> she's the just the negative embodiment of all things that Christian can judge a woman, woman to do. <laughs> y'all, please, y'all, it's been. I need mean, you get in your word. Oh, I know. Some people is just like, girl, you tried it. Especially after what I just said. So <laughs> it, uh, my goal, I want to get my warriors. That's a specific term. in Your E5. warriors? Yes. It's when you um receive your warriors, your um, your Aishu and your Ogun and Shango and the Orishas that, you, you know, you want to protect your home. It's it's a lot of to explain that I don't want to go into <laughs> explaining. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I want to get my warriors and I want to, you know, be an initiate. So um, you do your research on Eva and you know what it's about. <laughs> okay, then. Where's your, where's your, um. That's what I'm saying. I get, that's the, when you, with your statues, you got to earn them. You have to go through a process to get them. So I want to get my warriors. So my. My aunt, you gotta go through like a warriors. mental process, or like you gotta go to like a, con- a congregation. You gotta be like, go girl, to you get your- a priest or a priestess, and it's a process. It's, you don't. It's like being ordained as a minister. You have to go and you know you get called to do it, and then there's a there's a ritual that goes along with it, and so that is what I want to do. I want to get my warriors, and then um, you know I just want to spiritually. I just want to be a better person. I think you should constantly be trying to be a better person in regards to the world benefiting yourself and benefiting the world and benefiting the people around you mm-hmm. everybody be a blessing to the earth in every way yourself pe- your family your loved ones and humanity as a whole i think i want to keep getting better in regards to that regarding that's my goal that's what's up well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right.